Spencer Life with Brent and Jeff. You sitting down? No. Good, because here it comes. This is the Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. We've got a great topic for you tonight. It's a word for the pew potato. For all you Christians out there that look like vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> you have eyes. hey Just like potatoes have eyes. Get it? Um, but you guys that sit in the pews, just like me and Brent, you sit in a pew and you listen and you, you're kind of lazy in your walk with the Lord. That's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about spurring people on. Right, Brent? That's right. Bring it on. Tonight's topic, a word for the pew potato, a word for the pew potato, and... If your church doesn't have pews, that doesn't mean you are exempt from this message because <laughs> just because your church has chairs doesn't mean that this doesn't apply to you. So listen up. Yeah, that Brent was right when he said a world of pew potatoes because that's right. That's why we have to have a word for the pew potato because we got a world full of them, especially a Christian quote unquote world of pew potatoes. And I can align myself with that in the sense that I've sat in church and I've listened to a good sermon and it's challenged me. And then I walk out unchanged or unwilling to step out of my comfort zone to actually do the word that I've just heard. And uh, that's kind of the, the place where I think a lot of us are, which I think makes this topic so relevant to the current society that we're in. So we're in a lot of people, we're in a world where a lot of people are comfortable with where they're at. You know, and that's all. They don't want to go the next step, or they're they're too hesitant to take God's calling and actually take Him at His word and go and do it. And um, you know, and we're just lazy to begin with. Not yeah, even totally. in our Christian walks, we're lazy across the board. But especially when it comes to our relationship with God, we can get very, very lazy. We're going to be talking about that a little bit more as we continue for the next couple hours over here. So yeah, and I guess for me. You know, just making it real is that, you know, we thought about this topic because I think the Lord has been dealing with me personally on this. And, um, you know, I've been telling you something for a long time and, you know, the Lord talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, all right. You know, he's like basically saying, when are you going to do it? I mean, when are you going to when are you going to actually just do what I'm asking you to do? Why are you messing around? And um, so I think this topic is kind of born out of. You know, us just looking at ourselves and going, man, you're right, Lord. What are we waiting for? You know, we're only getting older. Um, we're only closer to heaven. And um, you may come any time. And if I blow the opportunity to, to live for you in this moment, you know, and that's, some, that's something I'm going to regret. Um, so, you know, we have got a great, great topic in store for tonight. So I'm excited. Yeah, I think that it's, in, it's kind of ironic that procrastination has the word pro at the front end. Because there's only cons when it comes to procrastination. <laughs> it should be concrastination. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't like, know, I just thought of that. Like what? what's the opposite of progress? Congress. I was wasting time by casting pearls. Oh, I apologize. Wasting time. Yeah, I right. said I pronounced that G a little too prominent there. Whoa. <laughs> and they're not e- even hip-hop. Easy now. They're not even hip-hop. <laughs> but uh, you might think that this show is a waste of time, but you're dead wrong. <laughs> this, is, this episode is for you, whoever thought that, and for us, because we're here and we are, we are prayed up and we're ready to go. And this topic of being a pew potato, which is a kind of a, a stereotype, cliche church word, basically it's the Christian version of a couch potato. That's and right. uh, what is a couch potato? If you think about somebody you're like, oh, they're a couch potato. Well, I am a couch potato and proud of it. In the sense where I just <laughs> like sitting on my couch watching TV, you know, working on my computer, whatever getting the show together, all that kind of stuff. But in the Christian world, a pew potato, not a good thing. That's right. Basically. Pew, pews, pew potatoes stink. That's why it's <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Have you ever heard of Plato, Aristotle, 
Socrates? Yes. Moron. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Delirious. The song was Kingdom of Comfort. That's what we live in, the United States yeah. of of America. The U.S. of A. The U.S. Yeah. <laughs> the United States of A. A <laughs> <laughs> hey, what? Proverbs 6.6. 6. This is an interesting verse. I like it. I like it because he's talking to people about an ant. <laughs> Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. This is a female ant. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't know they had... <laughs> I never think of ants as male or female. That's I know. I thought there was one queen ant and everyone else was little men, but... I, <laughs> I think that's bees. Oh, that's bees. Okay. Yeah. Um, ants, which have no captain, overseer, or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer, gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you slumber, oh sluggard? When will you rise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall your poverty come on you like a prowler and your need like an armed man. And, uh... It's pretty heavy. Yeah. but it's <laughs> Sluggard. Sluggard. There's some name calling going on in yeah. there. Like, yo, why aren't you like the... Look at the ant, you sluggard. <laughs> <laughs> he just like... He just like said, your mama, basically. He's like <laughs> calling you out. And you know what? We deserve to be called out for the way... and. You know, nothing new under the sun, obviously, Solomon. You know, it was the same back then as it is now. He looked around, and what did he see? He saw a bunch of slugs, yeah. <laughs> basically, just lying around. I uh, love how it's like a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. Like, it's like repetition. It's like, he's like, what are you doing? And guess what? Because you've done nothing, all of a sudden, you're going to have nothing, and you're going to be like, what? Yeah, what, what? Happened? <laughs> what happened? And as he says, it's going to come on you like an armed man. All of a sudden, you're just going to be like, whoa, I didn't realize that I wasn't doing anything, and yeah. look at my life now. And and that can happen when we have, when we're not heeding the call of God in our life also. It's like, well, whoa, I realized that I missed all these opportunities because I was too caught up in my own couch. <laughs> I was stuck there, and I was stuck <laughs> in my PJs and my, like, what are they called? Slippy socks, the ones that have, like, the grip on the bottom. <laughs> Oh, uh, isotoner socks, I guess they're called. Um, but that's just, hmm. that's that last song. <laughs> I don't wear them. Oh, okay. My wife does. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My son does because he's walking and he keeps him yeah. from falling down. That was Today by Cadet, a great song for what we're talking about tonight. And he says, if you say each day is like a thousand years, then why do I wait to love you? And if you think about it in that sense, it's like, yeah, what am I doing waiting to show God that I've heard what he's told me to do, that I'm in line with his will? Why do we sit and wait? Why do we... Uh, it's like we wait for the, the the big marker to show up and be like, this is what you're supposed to do. Somebody's going <laughs> to knock on your door. Uh, were you called to be a missionary? Wow, how did you know? <laughs> well, what are you doing sitting there? It's like door-to-door salesman shows up. but It's like in driving around with my mom when I was younger in the car, you know, and she'd get to a green light and no one would... You know how people would stay there because they don't realize it's green? Yeah. My mom would always <laughs> yell like... It isn't going to get any greener. <laughs> that's what you always say. I'm like thinking about that. I'm like, that's what the Lord sometimes thinks about us. Yeah, when that's he's, great. He's talking to us. He's like, look, I'm not going to talk any louder. You know, <laughs> what are you What are you waiting for? You looking for that neon sign that says <laughs> drive in this way? You know, like, I don't know. Anyway, are you a sluggard? I don't think we use the word sluggard enough. I know. That's my new word. I picture this guy who walks around and he actually has a trail like slugs do. He's <laughs> just, just like residue. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. You like walk behind him and you like slip around. You're like, whoa, <laughs> what is this guy? Oh, he's a sluggard. Look at him. <laughs> I just picture like Jabba these the little, Hutt. Yeah, he's got these little tiny antlers that like have them. They just like look around. You know how <laughs> slugs do, do that? that? Yeah. 
they're not like in unison. They kind of have their minds of their own. Yeah, it's dude. It's totally Job of the Hut. That's so, what's lodged in my brain. Is it will not take come out. I'm just like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he's just a sluggard. Look at him. He's he like is. a giant slug man. So that's what the Lord is calling you. If you were <laughs> no, but that that's the point. Get the visual of that. Like some just slimy, like slow. You know, I just kind of move, slip through life, slide through life. I'm not have any particular direction, and I'm not going anywhere fast. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I'm just plotted, you know. And um, the ant, he wasn't all like the ant, ants are not like all epic, yeah. right? Ants aren't like I am the great ant, and they're like walking around and have all these superpowers. No, they're these little <laughs> tiny insects. They can do a lot in number. Like when there's yeah. a lot of them, they can like move a house, but. They have compl- unbelievable strength. You know, they can pick things up that are like many times their size. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they're little industrial little things. I mean, they can like, you know, like this verse says, is that they prepare in the summer, you know, for they gather all their food that they're yeah. going to need. And they like take care of it. They get the job done. And uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm just getting all these images of ants, which I'll explain later. But go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what I was going with. Uh, that. I, I was just basically talking. About, yeah, I know. I was just basically talking about these ants. They're amazing. Yeah. And so the Bible is, you know, in Proverbs here, he's saying, check these guys out. Go look at the ant, you yeah. slug. <laughs> you know, we should take that challenge. Like, go outside. It's, it's it's nice and warm out now. There's ants everywhere. Yep. Go out and look at the ants. Do you ever see ants like just sitting around? Yeah. In a lounge That's chair, right. ants like, don't stop walking. They're always they're going like, somewhere. And then if you're near them, they're like all over the place. And what's really fun is if you have an anthill and you accidentally knock it over and they go scrambling around, they're like, they just keep going. They're crazy. They don't give up. They're not like, well, okay, never mind. I'm not going to, I'm not going to build an anthill because I need the Lord to tell me to build the anthill. You know, it's like, no, it's got to be done. Go do it. That's what the answer is for. I'm just going to wait for the, you know, the fall right before winter and I'll just like cram. <laughs> That's what you do in college. That's right. <laughs> I'll just wait you know, until I have no time I'll just left whatsoever. Pull it on all nighter the night before. It'll be fine. What are we waiting for? Let's get up. Let's do it. God has called us to do what it says in his word. And a lot of times we read it, we know it, and we hesitate to do it. And uh, you know, it's specific to each person. Everybody has their own calling, everybody has their own gift that God has given them. Um, but let's not hesitate. I can kind of make excuses for myself for why I'm not doing things, but so I just found this verse in Proverbs. <laughs> I gotta just share this with Brent everybody. Loves Proverbs. He I know. Loves it. I love it. It's just it's so practical. <laughs> but this verse is like, as the door turns on its hinges, so does the lazy man on his bed. <laughs> <laughs> I know that it's like snooze. You turn. <laughs> it's classic. True story that happened this morning. Oh, I always really? go to the gym in the morning, you know. I'm trying to build this routine. That's actually the life story for me. Yeah. Is trying to get a routine to go to the gym. And uh, it happened this morning where my alarm went off and I went, nope, not going to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> the door hinged. <laughs> Lazy man. <laughs> Rolled over in his bed. That so, sounds great. I'm Next sorry, up, uh, You're unbelievable. This is unbelievable! I cannot believe this! This is unbelievable! This is unbelievable! That's right. What else could it be? It's unbelievable. We're not going to wait because waiting is for losers. Which is what we're talking about tonight. Being a loser and how to not be a loser. Anyway. (laughs) Tonight's Unbelievable is sponsored by the letter A. Anyway. That's nice. Thanks. Mm-hmm. A little Sesame Street action for you. Speaking of streets. Streets. Right. <laughs> yep. And uh, 
you know, people who are directionally challenged. Yeah. You know them. They're out there. I used to be one. I'm pretty good with finding my way, even <laughs> if I don't know where I'm going in the, in the car. Thanks to your GPS system. <laughs> <laughs> or is S in GPS stand for system? I don't know. I don't know either. But we've had these experiences, all of us, so this is a very um, relevant and, um, you know, the application goes to everybody. Yeah. Um, when we've been lost or yeah. we've been in the wrong place, like you walked into a classroom and it's the wrong classroom. And everyone's <laughs> looking at you going, who's that guy? Why is he in our class? He doesn't look like he'd be in this class. <laughs> and the teacher's like, bonjour. And you're like, oh, you uh, too. <laughs> <laughs> like that happened to me once when I was in college. And I it was like the first day of classes, you know, when I walk into this classroom, I sit down. And this old, you know, this old teacher guy, he's like grumpy. And he's like, Rah. and I'm sitting there thinking, great. This is my teacher for a whole semester. And he's <laughs> passing out the syllabus. And, you know, everyone's kind of looking at their syllabus, paging through it. And I realize, I look at them, I'm like, this is, I'm in the wrong class. <laughs> this is not the class I'm supposed to be in. I must be in another room. So then I'm sitting there going, wow, I have a choice. I can be completely embarrassed and just stand up and walk out and have everyone realize that I just went to the wrong classroom. <laughs> or I could sit here and pretend like I'm supposed to be in this class for the entire time as to avoid the embarrassment of standing up and being that guy who was in the wrong <laughs> class. That was a true dilemma you were yes, in. Yes, I was. It was a it was a pickle. Yeah, I was in a pickle. That was a pickle. And, well, you know um, what, Brent? I have a tip for you. When life gives you a dilemma, you make the lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> anyway, so, you're, you were in a pickle. Continue. Yes. And so I chose to humiliate myself and get up and walk out. And the, and the teacher, much to my embarrassment, said... <laughs> I'm losing people already. Uh. <laughs> Looks like your guy was in the wrong class. And I uh. hear it as he's behind me as I'm walking out the door going, I'm so embarrassed. This is my <laughs> and first. everybody's chuckling at you. like snickering. <laughs> that guy. My problem is in, in the driving arena of getting lost is I always think it's the next street. It's always, it's got to <laughs> be. I know if I turn around right now, it would have been the next street. Meanwhile, my map quest says that it's two miles and I've driven like seven. And I'm like, no, but I know I didn't miss it. I, it's going to be the next street. They just were wrong. Maybe my two looked like a seven or something like that. And I'm Maybe there. And, I, and then I turn around, finally, after like six miles too far. So I end up driving an additional 12. But I didn't just make the decision earlier on. I kind of waited and hesitated, which is kind of what we're talking about tonight. It's very applicable. So bravo for all you people out there. But if you're lost right now and you're listening to The Alter Life, um, just keep driving. Keep driving. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, it. Make a decision. Just as my grandmother says, has told me once when I said, "Grandmother, are you lost?" Or she said, "Grammy, are you lost?" She said, "I haven't been lost since I've been saved." That's very good. And she's never on time, and she always gets lost. And um, you know, this has a very practical message tonight. You know, it's the one that our parents like to drive home on us. It's like, <laughs> why are you procrastinating? Get it done. Get it done. Get it yeah. done. Um, and you know, that's a good thing for just you know, that's good worldly wisdom, I'd say. Yeah. But um, there's a spiritual aspect to this too, which is you know, not just being like a sluggard and just kind of like being you know laying on the couch and being a bum, but spiritually, you know, God has called us to different things. God has called you to something. He doesn't just saved you so that you can sit around and you know, you know, twiddle your thumbs and wish someone else did something in the church. You know, we all are part of a body. We all have a calling. And God is asking us and calling us to just live in that. And, um, you know, what we're talking about tonight is wake up. When are you going to actually live to what you've been called to do? And um, and put all the childish stuff away and just really, like, look and say, God, what have you called me to do? I want to follow you in that. 
that's the call for tonight is to is to do that and it takes an element of faith it takes an element of perseverance it takes an element of um, trusting the lord and using our spiritual gifts and all those things and just sticking our necks out and hope you know so that the lord can meet us there um but he's faithful you know and the good news is, is that he can do a lot of things in us if we make ourselves available Anyway, back to our topic, a word for the pew potato. Uh, a favorite book of the altar list from the New Testament is the book of James. And I just wanted to read a quick verse for you uh, that kind of really is applicable to what we're talking about. Some of you have probably heard it a million times, but we'll go into it anyway. Uh, James says, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, He is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Let's not be like that guy. And thank you just for listening tonight, because, you know, we're all over the place, I feel like, tonight. But what's really cool about tonight is that um, we just get to be reminded to not be the slug man. Yeah. And, uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> With slugger. a cape and mask. <laughs> I am Slugman. And I'll be there next Tuesday. Sluggy Maybe. stuff. <laughs> but you, you've probably known people that have just been faithful to you and, um, you know, diligent in praying for you or just supporting you. And then there's people that are like, you know, you tell them, you know, just, you know, pray for me or ask me about this or just, you know, hold me accountable or whatever. Stuff. And then like, like, okay, man, that's great. And then, you know. Weeks later, you're like, I wonder if that guy ever cared that he said he did. But and you have that thought, and I think I'm just thinking like that's just one application of what we're talking about tonight. You know, if God has called you to hold up a brother or hold up a sister in prayer or to support somebody or whatever your calling is, whether it's like you know, I I know how to, I'm a brilliant drummer, and uh, I just never, you know, one day I'll I'll try to get involved with drums. But you know what? Like I like just. Then, then I have to be at church longer on Sunday. You know, <laughs> you know it's just, we have all these excuses that come up to prevent us from actually following the Lord's leading into something. And, um, it's something that, you know, I'm convicted of, and I hope you are too tonight, because <laughs> we need some doers in this in the church. That was Awake by Seventh-day Slumber, which I think is kind of oxymoronical. I don't know if that's a word, but Seventh-day Slumber, and then we're playing a song called Awake, so... <laughs> Cease that slumber on the seventh day. <laughs> They're a very confused band. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Move um, by Thousand Foot Crutch <laughs> was before that, which is also like if you have crutches, you can't really move that well. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know. That was a stretch. Yeah. We all play our part, yep. you know? And, you know, one thing that I just like to think is amazing, I've always thought it was amazing, is that, you know, I have the privilege of going to a church that's fairly large, uh, thousands of people, and um, it always seems like there's always they're always needing people to do things you know like you know always calling out hey you know we're really getting drowned in Sunday school and there's one poor person back there with you know 30 babies screaming (laughs) and it's like I just think about that I'm like the resources are great here and one of the common problems seems to be is that you know there's this lack of there's a lack of you know people actually jumping in and getting involved Um, it's funny because you go to a small church and seems like a lot, the few people do a lot <laughs> to yeah. make the thing going. It's amazing. Um, and when you get to a big church, it's like, you know, there's, you know, I think everyone thinks that other person will yeah, do it. You know, there's that, there's that, like, I'm not going to be as recognized or as needed. And, you know, it's like, well, let's challenge our hearts. Like, why are we doing this stuff? Why do we serve the Lord? Why do we go to church? Is it just to, like, you know, get something out of it for ourselves selfishly? Or, you know, why are we a part of the body of Christ? Because... 
the body of Christ will be nice to us and we can have a social group to be a part of. You know, no, it's because God's called us to be a part of something and to have a role in it. And just like cancer, you know, if if your body part gets cancer and uh, isn't functioning correctly, the whole body suffers. And, you know, that's the impact, you know, overall um, to the message tonight, which is like, get up, yeah. go do it, go and be. It's true. I mean, you sit there and... It's exactly what Bernard's saying. And I, I've used this excuse for myself. And I think we get stuck, you know, not to, to tip our hand for what our topic is going to be next week, but we get stuck in this, like, oh, I have to pray about it. And I never prayed about it. I just hoped that they bought that excuse and then never bothered me again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, can you get involved in this or do this? I'm like, uh, I don't have a piece about it. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, dude, that's cool. And, and you know, you get these, you meet these people that it's like, God, like, I just want to pray. And, like, do you want me to have a hoagie or, like, tacos? And it's like, if you sit around and wait for an answer to those questions, you're never going to do anything for the Lord, ever. So I think people get stuck in that, like, well, I need to pray and see if this is really where I'm called. It's like, yeah. hey, for you to help out in Sunday school for a week, I don't think God's going to be angry with you because, like, no, I want you to be this or that. It's like, let's get off our butts and do something. You're listening to their Afterlife with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was action by Fireflight. And consider the ant is our verse for tonight. Oh, sluggard. Oh, you sluggard. You slumber. And A word for the sluggard. Do you think the ant, when it's springtime, goes, all right, got to prepare for winter, and sits around going, now, do you think I should stock up leaves or <laughs> or acorn pieces or pieces of dirt? or <laughs> like? Do you think Sand? he's like sitting around thinking and delaying because you know time is short is he delaying his action by sitting around and you know lord is Pondering. it leaves this summer or what <laughs> is it oak or pine you know it's, he no he's going out and just gathering stuff you know and he's being industrial i guess is a good way of saying it um diligent and you know apply let that sink into your yeah. christian life yeah there is something to be said for waiting on the lord but uh, I think a lot of us use that excuse as a crutch to be like, oh, I'm just waiting on the Lord. And the Lord's like sitting there like, go! He's waving his arms like, go! He's dropping the flag like you're Lord, a race car driver. Is this the right time to tell somebody about you or should <laughs> I wait till next Tuesday? Yeah. <laughs> it's like when I get another opportunity, maybe. No, now is the acceptable time for salvation, you know? Now is the time we should move. Um Man, how many opportunities? I just think back. I'm convicted because there's so many opportunities in my own life where I've dropped the ball and didn't obey the Lord and lost the opportunity, and I regret those things. Let go by Barlow Girl. Just let a, let go of the couch. <laughs> let go of the reclining lazy boy. And it's called a lazy boy for a reason, people. It's not like, yes, I have a lazy boy. Now I'm going to really get stuff done. It's to keep you in front of the tube to make you stupider <laughs> and make you just not... Effective, and you know, I think lazy boys are of the devil. I'm just kidding. I'm just jealous because I don't have one. Yeah, but <laughs> but seriously, um, this this whole idea. I mean, it, it speaks to the couch potato in all of us, or the pew potato, if you will, because I can sit here on the microphone doing this radio show and be like, I'm doing what God wants me to do. But at the same time, there may be other things that He also wants me to do, and I'm like, Whoa, whoa, whoa God, I'm already doing this. Let me take care of that first, and then I'll get to that. When you know, nowhere in the Bible does it say you know that God is going to like you know not tell you to do something or just be like oh it's okay just sit there and not do what i say you know it's always like you know wake from your sleep you know get out there you know i'm going to call you and send you and i'm going to do you're going to do this and that and it's not because god wants a bunch of workers and slaves but it's because he's left us on this earth for a reason 
not so that we can sit back and enjoy the lavishness of it, but to, to we have a purpose to live on this earth and to preach the gospel to the lost. I have an I have a question to maybe end us end our night tonight, just to throw out there for everyone to think and pray about over the next week. You know, if God said today to you in a very if He just showed up and was in your in your face and you knew it was just Jesus, it was no like questions. It was just like Jesus was telling me to do something, and He said, "Go do this for me." And it was out of your comfort zone. It was something that you didn't even know what how to do it. It was like just craziness. And for God, you're like, what God? You know, like Moses, go free my people. You know, and Moses was like, uh, me? Uh, if God did that to you, would your heart be in a position tonight to say, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Or are you just sitting around going, are you going to think of the excuses? Are you going to just wait around until you, you know, the neon sign comes or the... You know, the actual mail envelope comes in the mail with the, with the letter that says, oh, wow, this must be from you, God, you know, which signed Jesus Christ. You know, God is calling you to something tonight, and um, I just want to challenge you to get out and do that tonight. So, And to quote Brent earlier, it's, the light's not going to get any greener, so let's <laughs> That's go. Right. That's right. So we're going to close the night with Go and Be by Audio Adrenaline. Until next week. Be cool cats. Live for Christ. Live for Christ.